question which Megha has asked is, where does the intellect arise? Is it in your mind? Can you use intellect to subdue your mind? What role does Maya play in this? Is it inherent nature of Maya to disturb your mind? Uh, these are a multiple questions. So yesterday we had started with the answer about intellect. Like we have a mind which is one of the bodies. The other one is called the intellectual body. So intellectual body is the one which gives us knowledge. Now the intellectual body is providing information to the mind. And the mind in turn provides information to the body. How it is supposed to behave, so on and so forth. See, it is all inwards to outwards. Alright? Now, it is all dependent on external modifications in nature. Now, suppose there is a cold outside. Then what happens? Your intellect will tell you, it is cold outside. So, you need to take a sweater. So, the mind says, now go take a sweater. And the body will then take a sweater and wear it. So, this is how the whole system works. Now, in case where intellect is there, can it subdue your mind? Yes. Only purified intellect can subdue your mind. Purification is like, uh, let us say for example, the intellect is providing you with two information. One, that is the right kind. One, which can be misused also. So, Though the information is one and the same, but can be misused. So, let us say for example, a knife. A knife can be used to cut a vegetable. A knife can be used for killing somebody also. Now, it tells you both the things. It is finally, there are multiple reasons why the whole culminates into killing someone. Right? The actions which can culminate. Depending on a multiple reasoning, there is a faculty called reasoning in the mind. Alright, it reasons out. This is right or this is wrong. This is good or this is bad. So it is reasoning out. It has the idea of reasoning out. It is, there is another thing which is, it is, de it is dependent upon. It is dependent upon memory also. So there are memories which can evoke a certain response. Depending on the memories, the response will vary. Let us say for example, we are cutting vegetables. Now, if you are cutting vegetables for any Indian food, you will cut in a particular way. But the same vegetables, when you want to use them for the purpose of Chinese food, definitely your cutting is going to differ, isn't it? So, the same knife is used. But the knowledge has been put for another purpose. So again what happens is the intellect will also guide you on the path. Then what does it say about the Maya? Maya is very powerful tool of God. What is Maya? Maya is the power of God. She is a power, one of the powers. She is an illusory power, illusion. Illusion means if you believe there is, there is. If you believe there isn't, there isn't. So she creates illusions in the world. It is like a magician's, you know, creating illusion. He will say that I am going to go through this wall. And he goes through the wall. And then he appears on the other side. So you say, oh, it's a very solid wall. How he could have appeared on the other side? 
This is worldly magic. Worldly magic will tell you there is nobody in this world who can walk through a wall. So there is something. So reasoning will tell you, oh, this is not the correct way of doing it. Then there has to be some other methodology of walking through the wall. And that is the reason why we have to always, the understanding is very important. How does a person walk through the wall? So you are going to think about it. But God's Maya is very peculiar. She can create actual situations in our world. We cannot even understand that the person is walking through the wall. She creates a situation wherein we start believing in things. And the belief becomes firmer and firmer by the day. Though it is just an illusion. Remember it's an illusion. What is the illusion that is there? So what happens is when let us say for example you are beating your child. Let us say you are not allowed but suppose you are slapping your child and you are saying why have you done this? Why have you done this? Maya will be very very strange creature at that point in time. You know what she will do? She will make you feel bad about it. Later on you are going to repent about it. You are going to feel bad about it and you are going to say why did I beat? On one side she is going to tell you that it is not right to beat. On the other side she will say if you don't beat then things are not going to you know the child is not going to listen to you. So then what is right and what is wrong? She creates this dichotomy. You know, she creates this situation where oh this is right or is this wrong? So you are not sure whether it is right or whether it is wrong. The yogis know both these things are unreal. The yogis have a very clear understanding. Both these things are unreal. It is just like in olden times, we could use, you know, if you were burning, I mean, if, if you got burnt, then you were supposed to use burnol or one of those type of antiseptics. Today, the first thing that they tell you is put water on top of it. But in ancient times, if you if you if you were to put water, you will say, "Oh, you are not supposed to put water." You know, it's usse phodi aega. You know, all those boils will come. But today they are saying that is important. Why? If the boils come, it covers up the wound. So, as the yugas go on, as as time passes, the same thing which we feel is wrong turns right. Now, strychnine or arsenic are very deadly poisons. I'm sure you must have heard of this, you know. Agatha Christie, all the murder mysteries and all you will find. Now, the same drug which is used as a poison is given in very, very tiny quantities to a human being in homeopathic drugs. Very, very minor quantity, very, very. It's one part per million or ten parts. I don't know what, what the percentage is. But that's the time. That's the thing. So, Okay, so that means you are being slowly poisoned. <laughs> no, actually it's a cure. So then is strychnine a cure? Is arsenic a cure? Or is it a poison? So in quantities, can it be a cure or can it be a poison? Like sugar in less quantity is okay. Sugar in large quantity can become diabetic. You know, you can become diabetic. So again, Maya is like that. On one side she will say the good, show you the good thing and on the other side she will show you the bad thing also. We don't even know which is correct. Right? So, they, so we have a feeling and an understanding, oh this is right. So what I say is correct. So in India you can use a cane, abroad anywhere in the world if you use a cane they will first send you to jail or something like that. So you are not allowed. So which is right? Is this right or is that right? So again we don't know. 
You see, in uh, most of the countries abroad, they wear all sorts of, you know, skimpy clothes. Alright, everything is allowed. But you are not supposed to show the midriff. In India, all saris, you have to show the midriff. So, <laughs> which is right? That is right or this is right? We don't even know. So, Maya is something very peculiar like that. She creates such kind of funny situations and for both these reasons, we do not know the right or the wrong from it. And this is the reason why it can. So, now you understand how Maya plays. Disturbance of the mind is not Maya's domain actually. Maya is an illusion. She creates illusions and delusions. It is our mind which creates all these delusions. That is illusion to delusion is mind's creation. Okay. How does this happen? There is a young boy and there is a young girl. Now he is looking at that girl and he says, Oh, she is so beautiful. She is so beautiful. She is so beautiful. Okay. And uh, he is going near her. That is Maya. Maya has created an illusion. And the moment she opens her mouth and starts talking like a child or maybe her mouth is smelling, it becomes a delusion and the mind says, Oh my God, this is not correct. I don't want to go near her. So the same thing appears as a delusion. Mind throws up these kind of things. So by making what is called as judgmental, we are very, very judgmental. We look at a person and we make judgments. We look at an object and we make judgments. And mind is so fast in judging anybody in this world, you won't even know what happened. It is so fast, quick. So you have to be always careful with the mind. Stop judging. Can you take everything at that exact value? Take it at that exact value and see what happens. Then you will not sway from right to left, right to left. Then swaying doesn't happen. Likes, dislikes, this, that. Nothing will happen. So, this is what intellect is. This is what maya is. This is how mind can get disturbed. So, we will now do the remaining chapter. We are doing Sai Satcharita. A narration about Brahmanyana concluded. This is verse 39. Different is the path that leads to the highest knowledge. Different also is that intellect. And so is the learned one in the Shastra who imparts this excellent knowledge. Remember this. The highest knowledge. It is what is given in the books needs an interpretation. It cannot be simply put across to you. Let us say for example, if I pick up, there is a one book at random over here and suppose I pick up one verse. Now, okay, this verse has opened. The generative organ belongs to the body. The sub-objective source of pleasure is the corresponding factor in the sphere of the element. God Prajapati is the corresponding deity. Now, you heard this verse. Now, you think how, much, how many of you actually understood what is mentioned over there? Now, who is God Prajapati? Who is generative organ? What is this objective source of... 
so there has to be a certain understanding and an explanation that is provided so though the all these beautiful texts can give you very beautiful idea about it so it can actually lead you to a higher knowledge by the way this is a, i was reading a book which is called panchikarnam it's shankaracharya's book okay the shankaracharya has written a very tiny book it's called panchikarnam so i was just reading one small verse from that so so is the learned one in the shastras who imparts this excellent knowledge remember this now this verse was written okay as an explanatory text by shureshwar acharya by the way he was explaining a certain concept which was given by his guru shureshwar acharya's guru was shankaracharya and the first shankaracharya of shringeri math is shureshwar acharya all right if you go to shringeri you will find just outside the temple the shardama's temple on the left hand side is his samadhi over there you can it's a very tiny temple you can see over there so he can explain so the guru can explain to you some of the toughest of the verses also and give you that knowledge this priceless human body is being frittered away evanescent as the noon shadow in this hankering after wealth it is difficult to overcome god's illusory maya know this and fall at the feet of the saints it is so very difficult to get out of this daily rut of life you know khana peena rona dhona you know khane you know kaam pe jana and you know how difficult it is every single day to lead this life it is full of troubles miseries you don't know i mean you if somebody says no i have a very beautiful life i have beautiful children i have a nice husband and a wife and this and that i have car i have houses i'm sorry these are the cause of your misery think about it you think in terms of buying a house how many things that you got to think of you got to think of not only do you, do you think of you know money how you are going to raise it where i going to take the loan how you are going to repay it and house does not mean the end of it i'm sorry you have to take a lot of registration the valuation this that so many things and once when you take the house doesn't mean the end of it again again it means that you have to put up the curtains you have to put up the flooring you have to do this you have to do that you have to do the interior design how many things are you actually involved in so one leads to another to another to another those who have built houses will definitely know the amount of trouble that you have gone through and even today have you got out of it so you will find that we are actually getting from one loop into another into another into another into another into another and it just keeps on happening so whatever the hankering is hankering never ends by the way hankering will so happen that after suppose you have given your house on rent think about it you think that is the end of it no after 2 3 years you have to paint again and give again there will be so many bills that have accumulated the society will say okay now that you are charging this we have we need so much you need this you need that aye karo wo karo and you think that you have bought a house so that you can give it out on rent and live happily ever after there is no happily ever after sir 
you have to keep on going at it going at it going at until the end of your life you are still going to think about it so what happens this is illusory power of maya and that is the reason why the saints are there so that they can take you out of this saints are the ark in the ocean of worldly life be a traveler on it for who but they have the power to ferry you across safely he who can combine in in himself the two qualities of discrimination and renunciation will not find it difficult to cross the ocean of worldly life dull and stupid as a stone though he may be renunciation renouncing the fruit of action and the second one is discrimination knowing the real from the unreal these two things you should know so any person who may be the biggest duffer he looks like no you know like a very big fool all right it does not matter so such kind of a person can go across this entire life without any issues the glory of the lord is vested in the six excellences of which the first and the foremost is the quality of renunciation no one except those of rare good fortune can hope for a share of it so there are excellences the first excellence is called renunciation renouncing everybody wants to attain something or the other i want this i want that and how what is it that you want think about it now you say your child will say mummy mummy give me an ice cream you think that's the end of it i'm sorry you know what he is going to say i want this color this kind that place this place okay and then you say okay fine you want uh, a particular kind no 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 i want the brown bomb or the chocolate bomb that is there acha then where is it available oh in the in that one particular outlet over there and then he goes and he eats it you think that's the end of it no then he will say can you put some nuts on top of this can you do this can you do that how many things so you will find that there are too many things you been to this belpuri zeopuri pani puri fellow people are standing over there everything is going like that you know all going all trickle over here so it's like that renounce all that what is the point you are drinking nothing but water okay in pani puri you want a little flavoring in it it is flavored water and that puri i mean every day you are eating chapati or puri or something like that god knows but that flavor won't come so what we say is can you renounce it you are, you are after taste isn't it you are after taste so you are running after it renouncing the fruit the fruit what is the end result the fruit of that particular action is what we need to renounce you can eat a pani puri you can eat an ice cream okay it's an ice cream so it's a pani puri so this the, the day you say so it doesn't affect you this you have renounced renouncing what is the end result of that so if you see if somebody is offered a biryani to eat or even plain rice to eat with with water or maybe a rasam or something like that he doesn't make out the difference between the two that person who doesn't make out the difference between the two is called a sage without performing the karma ordained by the shastra the purification of the heart will not come about and know that this if the heart is not purified knowledge will not be attained purification of the heart how does the heart get tainted it gets tainted by these different different things around us i want it like this i want it that way it is like this this is sweet i want it more sweeter this is sour i need it salty we want to do this kind of jugglery in our world so all these kind of things are going to lead you towards certain karmic activity 
is a karmic activity. That means you want more salt in it, you will have to put more salt in it, isn't it? Now you may say, I just put salt. What is the big deal that I have done? Nothing, sir. Where did that salt come from? So you think the salt doesn't have any kar- karma associated with it? Everything has karma associated with it. So if you actually look at all these things, karma is associated with everything. So without performing the karma, how can you do it? When there is no acceptance of anything from anywhere. That means you have renounced. Actions performed with renunciation are devoid of any karma. So you perform an action without any end result in mind. That is what it means, purification. And then you can reach that particular state. Good fortune. Hence, remember that the root cause of all the attainment of knowledge is karma itself. So every time when you perform a karma, remember knowledge is denuding. It's it's not there. It's getting covered. Alright. By performing the rituals of daily worship, like puja, upasana, etc. and the religious rites on special occasions, and such as the annual rites and the rituals of the dead is the only way of washing away the impurities of the heart. What are we doing when we are doing pujas, upasanas and all? We are trying to pray to the deities, the gods and all these things. Okay. At such point in time, they are trying to remove a certain types of unwanted karma from your life. It helps. Sometimes concentration helps. Sometimes pranayam helps. All these things do help a lot. In the hearts of purified upon discrimination and renunciation and the various means like shama, dhamma, etc. for attaining brahmanyana are then attained. Thus, while still in the body, one experiences the state of extinction of body consciousness. Extinction of body consciousness. I am this one. The person who says, I am so and so. If you ask your name, what is your name? My name is Anthony Gonsalves. He is saying, this body is Anthony Gonsalves. Okay? My dunya mein akela hu. I am alone in this world. So he is describing himself. See? So what is he actually trying to say? He is trying to say, I am akela, so I want somebody to be, be with me. So he is asking for it. So desires are there. So everything is desires leading you to desires. And every desire is going to take you away from this material world. Take you away from the spiritual world. Sorry, the material world will take you away. Brahmanyana will never be attained by such type of a person. So the body consciousness needs to be avoided. So you have to overcome the body consciousness. You are not the body. You are the supreme divine consciousness. You keep on saying, I am Aham Brahmasmi. You see, the, you say those words, no? That is the aphorisms from the Vedas. Vedanta. So, you have to say those to get rid of that body consciousness. He who gives up the desire for the fruit of action, this is what we were talking about, and the, the evolution or resolve, the desire, I want, I want, I want, I want, all those kind of dissolve, the results are there, who surrenders to the Guru by concentrating his mind on him. Those who have surrendered to the Guru, the Guru is the one who is leading you out of this path. On this path, isn't it towards the renunciation, towards the self? So this person, you have to surrender to him, <coughs> will enjoy the full protection of the Sadguru. So he whose attachment to the outwardly worldly activities has ceased, such a single-minded devotee will attain wisdom. No other device will work there. But even after attaining such self-knowledge, if he behaves unrighteously, he will neither be on the earth below nor in the heaven above, but remain suspended like Trishanku. Trishanku, <laughs> he was suspended. So in the same way, 
if the person has reached the state of realization okay even after he has got attainment of all the spiritual knowledge that is there unrighteously what is unrighteous act unrighteous act is he will say our religion says go and kill those infidels where is it said that you are supposed to go and kill some infidels or some wrong type of people no i am sorry god never says any of those things he never says that the people from other religion are bad or this religion are good nothing like that so even after the person has reached the state of realization he talks like this which is unrighteous act he is going to be suspended like trishanko it is the ignorance of the man that draws him towards worldly life that is externally attainment of self knowledge gives emancipation from mundane life he is in the world but not of it he is in the world but not of it so the person behaves in a detached manner last time i had read the story of radha and her gopis they had all gone to meet krishna and krishna says i am the greatest of brahmacharis why why they are asking him they are asking him this reason say i want to cross this yamuna river so they come to krishna and they say there is the yamuna is full can you please tell us how to cross this yamuna river so he says go and tell yamuna devi that if krishna is the greatest you know brahmachari then only allow him allow us to cross this and the, they all laugh at him how can krishna be brahmachari but when they go and tell the river the river parts and they are able to cross now all this happens for what reason krishna is in the world he is very much in the world remember this and yet he is a brahmachari how is he a brahmachari oh he is courting with thousands of gopis okay he has got married so many times 16108 wives he has got he has got his parents also not one parent he has got double double parents not one parent how many parent two two one here and one there hello kallo bak one in dwarka right and one in vrindavan gokula he has got all over so he's got parents he's got girlfriends he's got boyfriends he's got cows and this and that he drinks and he eats and he makes merry and he does dhamal patti all the time okay and he throws color on everybody and he does all sorts of you know actions and yet he is a brahmachari how can that be so this is the question he is not enjoying the thing which is called enjoyment happens in the mind he is the one who has overcome the mind a one who overcomes the mind does not enjoy it the senses will do whatever job is required so such a person is supposed to be this kind of a person so did you understand he is in the world and not of it all right so there are no attachments he is completely detached the self realized one is always without ego for him there is no merit or sin propitiousness or unpropitiousness to such a one then of what importance is the gain or loss in worldly life now what kind of a person is the self realized one if you go and tell the self realized one you are the biggest crook of all times 
He will say yes. Okay. Then what else? Then he say you are the most beautiful character. You are the most loving one. He will say okay, fine, yes. Then what else? He doesn't get upset if somebody calls him by name. He doesn't feel nice if somebody calls him the greatest, sir. He is the greatest. So by just telling, oh, you are the best. Like there is a big diamond, and you say, oh, you are the best diamond in the world. So what you are giving it more? Uh, okay, well, but my last one question, I'll answer that. But first, let let us finish this. So he says. The greatest diamond. I am the highest, whether this side or this side. If you want to see the biggest devil, I am the biggest devil. If you want to see the greatest of the gods, I am the greatest gods. So what do you think? You are praising me or you are calling me names doesn't make a difference to me. Correct. So it is like that. The connoisseur. Okay, somebody who knows he is the best cook in the world. He will never go and ask somebody. मेरा खाना कैसा हो गया? Our grandmothers and all never came to us and ah, uh, how was today's curry? How was today's this thing? She never comes and asks you any of these things. She knows for sure. Last sixty years I am making this. I know how good it is. She is sure about it. And why your praises or things like that doesn't make a difference to her. And if you say today you forgot to put salt in it, she'll say okay. Now put some salt in it. Now you will wonder oh. She is not even uh, apologetic about it. Why should she be apologetic? If the salt is less, put some salt in it. So such a type of a person who doesn't crave for any kinds of likes, dislikes, this, that. So you see the verse over here. He is without ego. For him, there is no merit or sin. If somebody calls him something, he is not bothered. If he somebody says he is the greatest, doesn't make a difference. So no ego will arise. There is no merit or sin happening because he doesn't get disturbed by this kind of activities. There is nothing called propitious or unpropitious. Why? Oh, this is right. What you are doing is perfect, and what you are doing is not correct. You know, this is not there in the shastras. Okay, why? What is not there in the shastras? So many a times we will say, you know, today, like one of the greatest things, I, you know, many a times some of my uh, devotees have come and asked me. Uh, said, Guru, today I am, you know, having a problem. Can I go to the temple? I am standing outside the temple. Okay, go. Who cares? But that is not allowed in the shastras. Allowed in the shastras? The same God has given you that problem, boss. It's not a problem actually. I am sure you understand what I am talking about. If it is, if it is your menses or something like that, and you say, "Oh my God, you know this is third day, this is fourth day. What, what third day, fourth day? These, that, all these things. We are not supposed to wear chappals inside the temple. God is over there, so we don't wear chappals. You go to any church, you go without a chappal, they'll think you have lost your mind. In all the churches, you go wearing your chappals right up to the pulpit." Okay, nobody says anything to you. So God, God doesn't exist, is it over there? This is our superstition. So don't bother about all these things. The more you bother about it, the more the dimag ka dahi ho jayega. So forget it. Does not matter. All right. You don't want to go to the temple, don't go. You don't want to pray that way, don't pray. If you want to pray that way, pray. 
If you want to behave in a particular manner, behave. You want to be feeling nice about yourself, feel nice. Who cares? God doesn't bother about all these things. It is you who bother. Man saaf rakhna zaruri hai. Man, that is what we did in the last four, five, uh, you know, verses before. We have to clear our heart. Our heart has to be pure, and we should always be doing righteous acts. So don't worry about it. It does not matter. God doesn't get angry if you have if you are having uh, your menses. I'm sorry, He doesn't get angry. Why should He get angry? He only has created you. Okay, so don't bother about it. भगवान का नाम लेना कोई गलत बात नहीं है. ले लो नाम उसका. Yes, be free. So, Padma is asked, then why is he called Rasika and if he is not enjoying? Rasika, a person, Rasa. Rasa is coming to the senses, correct? The one who enjoys with the senses, he is not an enjoyer with the mind. He is an enjoyer of the senses. There is a difference between the two. We enjoy with our mind. and we say like and dislike to it he doesn't have the, something which is called a mind per se because he is jitendriya he is conquered all the senses because he is a jitendriya his mind doesn't exist he is also the big boss of the mind by the way so what is there you know think about the gopis the gopis were as young as 8 9 10 12 whatever and they were as old as 70 and 80 Some of them were wearing a pallu. Some of them were not even wearing their makeup or whatever that is. Okay, I'm sure you know those who have read this Bhagavatam. We are going to come to a point where the pallu is falling off. They they have not worn the sari properly or whatever the garment they used to wear. I don't know what they used to wear at that time. Maybe it is pawada or something like that. You know pawada is no <laughs> half sari. Okay, you don't even know whether it is a half sari. Okay, if you have seen some of the Rekha movies, then they were wearing bikinis. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. So during ancient times, so what they were wearing bikinis and going all over the place. So what is the big deal in that? Krishna doesn't have any of those things. Oh, she's seventy year old. Oh, you stand on that side. Oh, because this one is twenty, twenty year old is here. So oh, you come to me and stand next to me. He's not bothered about that <laughs> because he's not an enjoyer. The way you look at it, mind doesn't enjoy. senses that's what he said in this line no he is in the world but not of it in the world his senses can see a beauty but he is not making judgments on that beauty remember this word making judgments happens in the mind so you are making a judgment oh she is so beautiful oh and this one not good she is dark she is ugly okay So you think uh, there are some dark gopis? He is not supposed to take them close. He himself is dark, boss. So <laughs> where is the question of dark gopi not getting close? Okay, she is wearing makeup from this company. She is making wear of makeup from that company. This company I like, so I should take this one close. Why so? Be nahi hai. So <laughs> no likes and dislikes. So I think you understand now. He is the highest of the rasika. Rasas are the senses. Yet he is not connected to the senses because there is no mind in it. All right. Um. Ah. Uh, I just need to have one clarification done over here. 
the reason why I am moving very slowly is because I was requested that I should go slowly so that you understand verse by verse. When there is a story, we will go fast, okay? Because the story is simple and can be understood. This is Brahmanyana. Brahmanyana can't be understood like a story, okay? After reading this chapter and uh, you know and going through it like that, you know, it will feel like as if you have taken Jamal Gota or Sat Isab Gol. You know Isab Gol? You know Isab Gol, no? Oh, pine ke baad sab bahar aata hai. Oh, aisa hai ye. Brahmanyana sab bahar aajayega. No, we have to go slowly. Rasika. We have to enjoy every every bit of it. Right? So that is why I am going slow. And if you feel that I am going too slow, you can stop me and say, Sir, please go fast. <laughs> now it is becoming too boring or something. When the egoistic conceit of the physical body has melted away, renunciation comes to stay instantly. Know this for certain that this is the state of oneness with the Absolute. Just now we discussed when the mind doesn't come into the play, you are one with the divine. The mind, think, mind, body, senses, outward, mind, inward. Mind has gone inside the body, at the feet of the Lord. The Lord is in the heart. So if the mind is surrendered inside the heart, it is not going to be outside in the senses. Correct? So then let the senses do whatever they want to. Let the mind be surrendered at the feet of the Lord. So, this is what it means, oneness with the Absolute. Friends and foes belong to pravritti or the active, worldly life. But nivritti is the contemplative life which is peculiar. When one sees I pervading everywhere and everything, what then of friendship or enmity? enmity? When we look outside, we say, oh, this is, a, this is my friend. This fellow is from my group. That fellow? No, 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 no. He, he is from the opposite side. He is from the opposite building. Or when we play cricket, he is from the opposite team. Okay? So he says, okay, this is this is my enemy. This is my friend. So we have friends and enemy when we are having pravritti. Looking outwards. When you are looking inwards, I told you looking inwards. Huh? Nivritti. Okay? Nivritti was also the name of uh, a very great saint. Okay? Nivritti Nath. Yes, I am sure you remember the Guru of Nyaneshwar. Alright? Nivritti Nath. Nivritti means the one who has surrendered the eye to the feet of the Lord becomes that big eye. He sees God in everything. So where is the question of enemy or friend? He sees God in everything. So can I have, oh this is my God enemy and this is my <laughs> this is my friend. This is my friend God and this is my God enemy. Everything is God alone. So where is the question of enemy or a friend? Does not arise. Before the highest bliss, the severe rest of the body suffering is but nothing. And when such perfect happiness is found, who will shed a tear of the worldly transient pleasures? The world is full of these transient pleasures. They come and they go. They come and they go. Like today you may feel nice about it, tomorrow you are going to feel bad about it. Does it matter? Does not matter. So this is transient coming and going of all these happinesses. When you are lost in that bliss of the divine, where is the question of all these minor little happinesses all over the place? And such an excellent mountain of courage will now be moved by a fraction. Even when mountainly, mountainous worldly sorrows and suffering come hurtling down on him. If you, are, you have joined the wrong class, 
why you know because you are going to get all these sufferings and all okay first and foremost people are going to look at you as if you are the greatest you know stupid person on earth what is spiritual ah not spiritual nothing spiritual like that so they will always think of you as the biggest mad hatter on earth listening to one mad hatter okay so i so you will find that the whole world is going to despise you your mind may not be in your daily activities and the person is going to say oh what is this you know he is lost in god and the god is made him mad okay all saints are mad by the way all people those who are lost in god are mad like that only you can't help it full day they will be either putting on song listening to it and like that they are going they are crying all the time look at all the play people that we meet uh, <laughs> who are like that you don't know why you are crying you don't know why you are laughing you don't even know why you are talking like this you are not there you see you are not there you are lost in the divine and the divine makes you mad like that pagalpan ki ek had hoti hai usko so <clears throat> god gives renunciation only to him with whom he is pleased empowers him with a discriminating judgment and takes him safely across the ocean of worldly life he gives renunciation renunciation does not mean running away okay so renunciation means not enjoying that fruits being there being there it does not mean that you enjoy the fruit remember how the enjoyment happens through the mind your body let it do whatever it is required to do let it do आंख से कुछ अच्छा दिखता है तो ठीक है देखने दो ना उसमें क्या है कान से कुछ गाली सुन रहे तो सुनने दो ना लेकिन माइंड आ गया ए, मेरे को गाली दे रहा है फिनिश्ड गॉन नो डोंट हैव दैट देखो इट इज लाइक दिस समबडी इज गिविंग योर गाली ओके योर मदर इन लॉ और समबडी इज गिविंग चुआवास it just goes on and on and on you want to get irritated with it you get irritated with it but it keeps on barking you know there is a dog across the street over here who barks at everything that moves if you get irritated with it you are going to f- so think about it next time when your mother in law or your friend or somebody who is just keeping on doing like that no no ye pomeranian hai bhukta rehta hai main kya karu usme Why do you want to bark at him? You understand what I'm saying? If that dog is barking, if you say, "Hey, keep quiet," you keep on doing like this. You are also barking at him. And tere me or us kutte me farak kya hai fir? You understand what I'm saying? That fellow is a dog, okay? Right? If that fellow is a dog, why do you want to become another dog with him? Don't give him any heed. you know i'm sure you have seen you know if you don't give a heat to that person finally he will bark and he will keep quiet right or wrong there is a very beautiful story of socrates i don't know whether you have heard of it is it socrates or aristotle i don't know so you know one day this disciple is coming and he is sitting outside over there and the disciple is coming from far and when the disciple is coming he sees the fellow is sitting his wife is arguing and he is a she is a shrew she keeps like that continuously and finally this person is just looking like this blankly you know he is lost in himself she comes with a big bucket of dirty water and pours it on top of him 
and this disciple he sees this thing happening and he says oh i am going away and he starts turning away so this guy calls him and says come here come here come here what is this why why did you why did you suddenly turn and go away come here so he comes and he says you know guruji i was coming to tell you you know i am going to get married but after i saw your wife i just realized that i don't want to get married if i am going to get this kind of a wife so he says no you should get married bole bhai you see you are going to become a philosopher like me then see this is the fun part of it no guruji will ever tell you not to get married okay because he knows very well that if you get married देखो हमारे लाइन में आ गया हमारे लाइन में आ गया मतलब फिलोसोफर बन गया सो ब्रिटो राज ओपन डोर फॉर यू इफ यू वांट टू अदरवाइज इफ यू ऑलरेडी बिकम अ फिलोसोफर इट्स ओके बाय मी आई डोंट माइंड सो ही हुज पर्पस ऑफ सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन is as clear as the reflection in the face of a mirror will find a place either on the earth or in the brahma loka above there can be no third place for him when gods are propitiated by performing sacrifices one attains the pitra loka and enjoys the fruit of his karma and does not get self knowledge this is what we were talking about you go to any of these temples over here okay or you go and do all these uh, all these um, you know pitra loka ke liye hum log jaake hai na ye rakhte hai wo rakhte hai and all that you keep on praising my grandfather was the greatest he was like this he was like god to me okay or when you pray to him you know he is going to tell you acha theek hai tera hai na single way ticket main nikal ke deta hu pitru lok ka okay you come and enjoy over there what are you going to enjoy you are going to enjoy all those rice and those black grains if you want okay by the way they serve them over there wahan pe wo kaun sa bhavan bhavan hai na दर्शिनी वगैरह रहेगा उसमें देंगे तुमको बोला लस्सी भी देगी तुमको सो वॉट है क्रेडिट फॉर दैट पर्टिकुलर पीरियड ऑफ टाइम इन दीज होटल्स फाइव स्टार होटल्स मे बी इट्स सुपर स्टार इट्स सेवन स्टार विदीपैड एंड गॉड नोज वॉट ऑल थिंग्स सो यू गेट टू एंजॉय फॉर सर्टन अमाउंट ऑफ टाइम आफ्टर दैट तुम्हारा बिल खत्म हो गया तुम्हारा क्रेडिट खत्म हो गया बोला गेट आउट फ्रॉम यार सो डोंट इवन अटेंड ट्राई टू अटेंड एनी हेवेंस एंड ऑल दैट अवॉइड इट कंप्लीटली आई डोंट वांट सो यू सी सेइंग ओवर यार सेल्फ नॉलेज द वन दैट गेट्स इन गंधर्व लोका महालोका जनलोका तपलोका एंड सत्यलोका इज वेरी अनक्लियर एंड वी वॉट इज गंधर्व लोका Okay, by the way, if you want to join that uh, salsa class and all, Gandharva Loka is a good place to go. What you are interested in salsa, you are interested in other classical music and all that. Please go to that place. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you think that you are getting self-realization and then you want all these lokas, you must be completely mad. These lokas make no sense to you. There is no enjoyment. फाइव स्टार होटल सेवन स्टार होटल कोई एंजॉयमेंट नहीं है सॉरी तो ऑल दीज आर देर महारोका जनालोका एंड सत्यालोका एंड ऑल दैट नो यूज टू एनी बडी फॉर हियर द हार्ट इज प्यूरिफाइड वेन यू हैव रीच द स्टेट ऑफ रियलाइजेशन एंड वेन यू हैव रीच द स्टेट ऑफ वे स्टिल नॉट कम टू डिवोशन एज एन एस्पेक्ट ऑफ इट यू विल अंडरस्टैंड इट कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट फ्रॉम हियर द हार्ट इज प्यूरिफाइड द इंटरलेक्ट बिकम्स क्लीन एंड प्योर एज द मिरर एंड रिफ्लेक्ट द प्योर सेक्रेड फॉर्म ऑफ द ट्रू सेल्फ वी आर डूइंग Nyan, Brahma Nyana. That is why we are over here. Okay, the knowledge of the self can be gained in the second region, 
of Brahmaloka. But it calls for arduous effort, which is very painful. Like a snake, Maya coils herself round and presses and squeezes the intestines within as she holds the body of the tight embrace from without. Who has the power to escape her? Maya is like that snake some five days ago. It had caught one of the biggest crocodiles over there in somewhere. Okay. And it fully ate up that crocodile. You, you Google it or you go and YouTube it. You will find that there such a big crocodile and such a big snake. Okay. He's, he's eaten the whole crocodile and put it inside his body. And imagine, you want to wear crocodile ka wo leather bags and all that. It's like that. The snake of what? Yeah, he doesn't have to eat for five years. The snake of what? The snake of desire, sir. You know, when you wear the fur of animals and all that, all these people they wear, no? The peta, sheta and all those, I don't know what the hell they are. They, these people, they are saying, you know, you don't kill animals, don't do this, don't do that. We also should also do that, no doubt about it, but what they are doing, what is your problem? You just bother about your Brahma Loka, Samma Loka and all that, you know, let them be, whatever. So, at such point in time, Maya coils around it. You can get it in the second Loka, okay? Where? See, it is available in the second region of Brahma Loka. All the self-realization knowledge is available in the do you know where, where, where are we talking about? The divine unmanifest, that domain. The first divine unmanifest, Brahma, is available over there. Hmm? Charkadas, Pachkabis, Lelo, Kitna Mangta. No use, that knowledge is also of no use. There you sit watching with total unconcern when in your own pocket you have 50 times the money. I have asked for, just take it out now. There in your pocket lies the Brahma. As Baba said this, the gentleman put his hand in his pocket and pulled out a wad of notes, counting 25 notes of rupees 10. That is 250 rupees he had. Think about it, in the year 1910 or something like that, 250 rupees is worth how much today? Lakhs of rupees, isn't it? So, he was carrying in his pocket lakhs of rupees and yet he cannot give a little amount to Baba. Baba is actually not asking for it and yet he is not giving. He felt ashamed of himself in the heart of the hearts out at the intuitive knowledge of Maharaj. Eager for his blessings, he at once placed his head on Baba's feet. Then Baba said to him at that time, Wind up your Brahm bundle of Brahmanyana. Until your greed is utterly destroyed, you will never find Brahma. So, take your money and get lost from here. He whose mind is totally engrossed in sons, animals, accumulation of wealth, etc. will get Brahmanyana. Will, how will he get Brahmanyana unless the impediments of wealth is removed? That greed which is there, that lust which is there, that anger, these, that, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, that I want that is there, till it is not removed, no Brahmanyana is available to you. Qualification is, you have to remove it out completely from yourself. Alright? The temptation of wealth. Okay, again, it's about enjoyment, remember this. Okay, so don't mix up the words over there. Nobody says that you cannot, if somebody is giving you a thousand rupees, doesn't mean that you are not supposed to take it. Take that money. But don't say, 
Oh, why you bought it? only thousand? You should give me twenty-five thousand or one lakh of rupees. Sorry, don't do that. That is greed. The money is coming to you on its own, isn't it? So just take it. If it is coming out of a lot of struggle and this and that, don't please, don't even bother about it, because it's not worth it. So after that, you know, after he has listened to all this nyana, nyana, and all that, he removes two hundred and fifty and puts it at Baba's feet. Baba says, "Take this money and get out from here." The temptation of wealth is very difficult to overcome. It is like a dark, deep river bed of sorrow and sufferings, which is full of worldful of avarice and infested with crocodiles of arrogance and envy. So difficult to battle with. Only he who is free from desire will survive. Let us say, for example. You have next month, you know. You have a lot of things to do. There is a wedding or something like that in the family, and for which uh, you have to go buy this and that and that and that and that. Are you going to buy? Of course, you are going to buy. But if a friend comes and asks you, "Can you give me ten thousand rupees? I need it urgently." You know what? My son's education is stuck up. Will you give that, or will you want to spend on that this thing, wedding? So the person does exactly like this. This is completely avarice. This is your greed for that particular money is there, and that is reason why you are going to get stuck up. No Brahmanyana will ever come to such kind of a person who doesn't even understand what this is all about. So, so he who is free from desire will survive. Brahma is for ever at war with greed, which later leaves no time for concentration or meditation. So, what happens to a person who is constantly into this kind of thing? He is going to keeping on worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying. Okay, I tell you a story about one of the persons over here. Now, this person had accumulated some five lakh of rupees for his daughter's wedding. Okay. He is a great bhakt of Sai Baba, and uh, he said that is all I can spend. By the way, his daughter got married some three four years ago. Now the those people said you have to give so much of gold. Gold was there, this was there, that was there, everything was there. Five lakhs is all that he had. It so happened that the per day of the hall was one point seven lakhs. He is a poor father. He has accumulated for last so many years. Where does he have that one point seven lakhs? But from that five lakhs, he paid that much. Then all the decorations, these, that, everything. So the final figure which that fellow gave was around some seven point eight or something like that. And he did not know what to do. So he just turned to Baba and said, "Baba, I don't understand how to now go ahead with this." Because now this figure is beyond my ken and understanding. You do what is required. So like that, he had faith in his Baba. So he went to the hall, you know. And when he went to the hall, the person at the is that uh, there was this man and this woman. The man was the boss, and the the lady who was sitting outside. She looked at him and she asked, "This, by the way, this hall is in JP Nagar, okay?" A very beautiful place uh, on the main road. So he went to that place and he was looking very sadly like this. So she asked him, "What is the problem?" So he said, "You know, your expense itself is coming to so much. 
I don't have so much of money. The girl says, You believe in Baba, I know. That day when you came, you told me that. You were telling me the story of Baba. Why are you now getting dejected? You just now, there is a temple here in JP Nagar. You just, you visited it, isn't it? Today is Thursday and I can see, you know, you have, you have some prasad in your hands and you have come from there. I can see that. So he, he had completely forgotten and he says, Okay, okay, here, I'll offer it to you. And he offered it to her. You will not believe what happened after that. Her boss comes out and says to her, What is the problem? So she said, you know, this is a poor man. He is not able to do... Okay, okay. Whatever he has, we will take that. 2.8 lakhs written off right there on the spot. And he had exactly 5 lakhs in his account. It is 33, more than 35% of the money, you know, that the person. Now, it was after negotiation it had come at 7.8. So, how did this happen? You may think that it has happened because he visited Baba's temple and maybe, you know, you ate the prasad, so it happened. It is all about faith. It is all about the goodness that you have in you. It's about faith and surrender and all those four words that I keep on telling you. So, greed knows no peace. No contentment, nor yet freedom for care. Once greed is entrenched in the mind, is set at naught the means of spiritual growth, progress. He who is always engaged in sinful activities, which is regarded as improper and therefore condemned by the Shrutis, such a one has no peace of mind. Peace of mind always goes away. This is called the confused or the bewildered mind. Always engaged in sinful activity, rolling for every time in the mire of sensual, sensual desires, he is unmindful of his own good. He may well gain the wealth of supreme knowledge, but if he has no detachment from the fruit of action, all the effort of self-realization are in vain. He does not have real self-knowledge. When anyone asks for anything, the saints first see his spiritual authority and give to each only that which he deserves. You please under, underline this. Next time when you go and ask, think about it. Do you actually deserve? The saints are always like this. They will give only then the knowledge and things like that to the person who actually deserves. Not every person is given this kind of knowledge. Not every person will be given this kind of different domain heads. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do that. So, the saints first see his spiritual authority and then only give each only according to what he deserves. He who is consumed by self-conceit day and night and dwells only on sense objects, the Guru's instruction is wasted on him and he loses out on both the worldly life and the spiritual life. I will tell you how this line is to be interpreted. It is called Patrata. Patrata means what you know? Are you worthy enough? Are you worthy enough for that? It is like this. You are going and standing in front of Mahalakshmi. Okay? But because you don't have patrata, the only thing that you can carry that money which she gives is in your hands. Whereas, Mahalakshmi is telling, my entire bank is open for you. You want, you can take whatever you want from there. But your hands are the only thing that you can carry the money in. So, patrata will depend exactly on how you are also. So, what is it that your heart contains is what the patrata will depend upon. What it? 
So this is what it means. He who tries to enter the spiritual path without his heart being first purified only parades his knowledge. He is, it is in truth a fruitless effort. Any person who parades his knowledge, I know this, I know that, I know that, I know that. A person who comes and starts talking like this in front of the Guru is parading his knowledge. Such type of a person is not worthy enough to be given any true knowledge at all. Hence speak only that which is which will appeal, eat only as much as one can be digested or else it will result in undigestion. Everybody knows this. My treasury is full. I will give to whosoever comes and whatever he wants. But first I see the capacity of the taker and give only as much as he can cope up with. If you listen to this with attention, you will achieve your spiritual wheel. Sitting in this sacred mosque, I, will, I never speak an untruth. With a heart full of faith, if you dive into the river of nectar that flows from the utterance of a saint, you will be purified both inwardly and outwardly, as all the impurities are thereby washed away. Such is the greatness of Sainath. There is no limit to describing it. How can I compare to anything, the incomparable one? He can be won over only by pure love. So now the, fourth, the third term has come into the picture, pure love. First was faith, second one was devotion, faith, correct? Faith, surrender, devotion, love and devotion. This is the way how it follows. Mother of all that he is, he is the repose of the afflicted and of those wearied out by sorrow and pain, is the Kalpataru to those who take refuge at his feet, a refuge in him, providing cool shades and protection to the meek and the helpless. I think we will stop over here. If you have any questions, you can ask me.